<laughs> it's a really big stage for the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Here's a look at some of the wildlife on my 18th floor balcony garden. Let's start off over at the fish pond. When I tap the sides, the fish know that it's time to be fed. <laughs> and so do the snails. Let's get a closer look. That is so cool. This spider chose the most ridiculous place to make a web. This is just a brief snippet of some of the wildlife that I have on my garden. But it just goes to show you just how important a small space garden can be. For example, I have these worms, but I didn't introduce them, but now they're breeding on my balcony. So just imagine if there were more small space gardeners in our towns and cities. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you. Welcome to our final session of the day uh, with Jason Williams, also known as Cloud Gardener. <laughs> Go on, Jason, tell us uh, how many followers you have on, uh, on social media. Oh my gosh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's something like um, 23,000 on TikTok, uh, 10,000, oh no, a bit more than that on Instagram and YouTube as well. So yeah. it's, it's, people it's been are, And it's been growing, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because people yeah. obviously are connecting with what, you, what you're saying. So everybody... Search Cloud Gardener on your uh, on your devices and <laughs> click uh, click uh, follow now. But just just if you could explain where, where it where it came from, what what led you to do what you're doing. So essentially, I created my balcony garden during lockdown, and uh, I always laugh looking back. But we went through that period of time where the only thing that we could do was go to Audi or B and T, and so I found myself. Um, on one of my daily excursions going to the garden center and I picked up a couple of plants and my balcony kind of started to develop. And what I swiftly began to notice is the correlation between mental health and my, my garden. But what I found uh, was that it was really, really difficult. Um, nothing prepares you for the fact that you're gardening 18 floors just for people who don't know, my garden's 18 floors uh, up. And, you know, it's got its own unique challenges. There's the wind, um, the difference in temperatures. So because my balcony has a glass railing, it amplifies the heat on my garden. And it makes it around about 10 to 15 degrees warmer than it is at ground level. And I spend a lot of time watching uh, a lot of uh, YouTube channels, um, reading books about how to garden. And everything that I was learning didn't actually apply to me because my garden is different. And so it took me a good year or so to, to really understand the nuances of my garden. And um, I decided to create a YouTube channel to show people how to do what, uh, what I'm doing. And I had no idea that it would take off. <laughs> no idea that people would be interested. Um, but, you know, I, Flash forward to now, I've managed to uh, design and replicate or do a garden at Chelsea Flower Show this Did year. You, really? Yes, uh, I won a silver gilt. A balcony gilt, garden. A balcony right? garden, yes. Yeah. So I, I did a balcony garden at Chelsea. Um, you'll get some pictures later. Um, but also I did a garden at Caton Park this year as well. Okay. And that was based around um, 
borders, so it was a border garden. But it was, I had to really think about that in terms of living in the city centre. Normally, when you think of border gardens, you think of these cottage gardens that are, you know, huge and have all of these amazing, you know, plants in. But when you live in the city centre, uh, you didn't see that. And so, what I was, my garden was designed to urb to show urban developers what they could do differently. Right. So, yeah. for example, uh, it was split up into four sections, and one of the sections was, was showing the urban developers that instead of just having, what, sorry, I know there are urban developers here, sorry guys, <laughs> but, you know, for me, there's a lot of what I call car park planting, and it's a lot of um, ferns and hibiscus green plants, but then there's no real diver uh, biodiversity coming into that garden. So I was showing them that actually you can have a real low maintenance garden, but incorporate some, some perennials and some uh, flowers that will then attract the biodiversity into the garden. And this may be the wrong question, because I'm just looking at some of the images up there. Did you get any complaints from the neighbours? <laughs> maybe they weren't expecting a you know, quite, quite well, I'm busy garden <laughs> uh, to uh, appear. It is, but you know, I'm doing my part for nature. So. I know, I know. But, but most but people like this. People like the idea of it. They do, yeah. and I think um, I think what's been interesting with with my work and wh what I'm doing on social media is it's uh, based in reality. So uh, if you watch any of my content, it's not filtered. I don't um, I don't uh, Photoshop any of my images. I also am very very conscious to show that there are fails with gardening yeah. because a lot of time on social media. What we see, even even in gardening, is that everything is picture perfect and everything works yeah. 100%. And that's just simply not the case. And so what I try to do through my content is show people, look, uh, you can give some things a go, but sometimes it doesn't work and that is okay. But the point is, it's just to try. And if I go back to my garden at Chelsea, that was a replica of my very own balcony garden. So the although I had this massive stage, this massive platform to talk about balcony gardening, there was a sense of reality. There was, I was showing people, look, this is what you can do, and if anyone questioned it, this is what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. And I was very, 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 very careful to make sure that the, the plants that I used were plants that worked in my space. Um, a lot of times when you see these show gardens, they are uh, designed to give that wow impact. Um, but actually, there's my Chelsea garden there. Um, but what all of those plants that I used were plants that were accessible to me. And the vast majority of those plants were petunias and marigolds, very, very boring plants. Great picture there. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, 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 in fact, the plants from my Chelsea garden actually came from Chilton Plant Nursery. Uh, I just transported them down uh, in a van to um, to Chelsea, but the point was to show that in actual fact, if you live in the city centre, um, there are places available to us within you know commuting distance, and it's okay to use you know whatever you can use. Some of my plants were grown from seeds from Wilco, for example, at Chelsea. Didn't go down too well, the <laughs> RHS, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it's what was available to me yeah. at the time. Yeah, and you're introducing a, a really important theme here at the end of the Green Summit today, which probably we haven't spoken about enough, and it's, it's the link between green space and, and mental health. 
Uh, and by the way, everybody, we're going to announce the uh, winners of the Green Spaces uh, Fund before, before we go today. So there's a list of winning, winning projects there. But I, I think we're all understanding more how we respond, don't we, to, to, to green space. And for us, you know, we're a city that have many more people living in flats high up than we used to, used to have. Are, are, is your work all about sort of kind of telling those people that it is okay to, you know, you, that, that they need to uh, think about that, that green environment around them? And if, if, and if they don't, then maybe they won't sort of be able to uh, live high up in the and, and, uh, and, and not sort of lose out in some way. I think for me, one of the one of the learning points that I had to come to terms with using social media um, was that um, so social media, in a, in the essence, is based on search. And so, if I wanted to demonstrate to people what it is that I'm doing, the people who I'm trying to reach, if they don't know that they can browse my garden, if they don't know how to use their green spaces, they won't be looking for me. So I had to kind of have a major rethink in how I'm marketing myself, how, how am I getting there in front of the right audience. And so I've done quite a, a lot of uh, media. Um, so I've been on Garden as well. Um, BBC Breakfast this morning, Steph had lunch. I had to really get out there. And the reason for that is um, somebody messaged me after one of those appearances and uh, they, they told me that they started ba um, balcony gardening with their little toddler. And the baby and, uh, and mum call granddad each week to tell um, granddad the update on the sunflowers. And I just think, well, actually, if I'd never done BBC Breakfast, that little baby would never have had that connection with, with his grandparents. So a lot of what I do is pushing myself out there into spaces that really aren't looking for people like me and showing what is possible. But then the way that I use social media to engage people is, um, is through reality and showing people you know, what gardening actually is. So for example, that, that video is all about biodiversity. But if you were to just talk to a regular person about biodiversity, well, what does that even mean? So I think sometimes we can get lost in, in the key buzzword about what these things are, but I think people will need to see it for themselves and, and understand it. And so that's kind of where I see myself and how I use social media to, to make an impact. And do you think it's uh, clear that access to any form of greenery, green space, does improve people's mental health? Do you think it's almost an essential thing for people to, to have? 100%. And so for me, my journey with with mental health, I, I've documented it as well on my on my platforms, and I didn't I didn't expect uh, any form of reaction from it. In fact, it was quite nerve-wracking to share, you know, that you know I have anxiety and uh, suffer with bouts of depression. And so, what I then found is my garden helped me to overcome that, and the way. Is it a mindfulness thing? You know, in that it gives you just that ability to be in the moment, yeah, and focus on the, the work that you're doing with the plants, and and then that gives you a sort of a, a platform. A platform. It's exactly that, and so f it's normally, um, for example, I could wake up and, unfortunately, I name all of my plants, my house plants. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got something you like. You talk to them. 
I do. I talk to them. They get performances from me. I sing to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you now, my Monstera loves a bit of Whitney Houston. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes if I'm feeling low, there are times where I, I might not feel that I want to get up out of bed, but I know that I need to go and, you know, give Chad watering. I, need to, I know that I need to go wow, out into the back. <laughs> I need to go out but and feed the fish. it really has that much of it. You know, it really does. And, and yeah. when it comes to gardening, there's an element of nurturing that is absolutely fantastic. And mm. um, you can plant some seeds and you start to see the leaves come up and you, you feel a, a sense of pride and joy in, in, in the fact that you, you've helped this happen. But equally so, uh, I learn lots of lessons from my garden quite regularly. So at times, that I, I have this section of my garden called the struggle bus area. And anything that is not doing well, it goes into the struggle <laughs> bus area. Um, and you know, sometimes it's just, they might not like where they were originally. They might even put loose stuff in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was not going to be political That's today. A, no, 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 no. <laughs> Only a couple of times. But yes, you'd be more than welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then, but so it's called the struggle. The bus struggle bus area. area. Struggle bus yeah. Area. Okay. And so uh, you've thrown me off now. <laughs> 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 but what happens is sometimes I'll give them an extra feed. I, I might give them an extra watering, and then nine times out of ten, these plants will bounce back. Yeah. And so sometimes I have to associate uh, what I do and how I take care and nurture these plants back into good health. I need to do the same for my own mental health. Okay. And that's the correlation that I make with, with that. And so going back to that garden at Patton where I had you know, elements of perennial garden to show mm -hmm. developers what they could do, I'm very, very conscious that even in my own building, not everybody has a, a balcony mm -hmm. or an outside space. So when you come down into your communal area and it's just a, a sea of ferns, which are boring, people aren't going to be getting the same benefits that I'm getting from my own balcony. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. So would you recommend to everybody that they build some sort of gardening into their, <laughs> into their lifestyle? Um, I, think so. I think that would be uh, a really great start. But, but again, it's just acknowledging and, and getting people to, to give it a go because we all garden for different reasons and we're all different we all approach gardening differently mm. so for example me my garden is extremely wild it will just do whatever it wants to do um, and i'm okay with that i look at different nuances in the garden so i will look at the fact that you know i've got some tomato plants that are protected by the glass railing and i can actually harvest tomatoes in my garden uh, up until christmas day <laughs> really, right. which is incredible. Um, if I was to follow the normal gardening rules, I would have ripped up those tomato plants ages ago. So I like Do you to get a kind of sense of achievement from that as well, the fact that you know, you've, in some ways it's, you're doing things that are almost achievements beyond what you, you would expect to do? It's 100% that. But then there's also like connecting the dots. So you know, we can talk about wildlife corridors, but to the average person, what does a wildlife corridor mean? So an example would be, I have got a ton of caterpillars in my garden, but yet I've never seen a butterfly. And so you think, well, how on earth have I got all of these caterpillars? But the answer is actually they're moths. 
uh, the caterpillars were moths. And so I took a walk 15 minutes from my house uh, along the River Erbo at night for my YouTube channel. And I did a video documenting all of the urban wildlife that I could find in Manchester. And as I was walking along uh, the river at night, there were bats hunting moths in the streetlights. Mm -hmm. And that was what gave me the correlation to understanding biodiversity from my own garden is to actually this is why it's important. We yeah. can actually coexist with wildlife, but we just need to make sure that the spaces are there. And mm -hmm. so that's how I choose to use my platforms is to show people that they can create these spaces and in turn then help biodiversity and then it will also improve their mental health. Yeah, no, it all, it all makes sense, doesn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's got uh, benefits on every level. I guess as well as just your own personal space, your balcony, do you think there's a benefit in promoting more community gardening, sort of collective gardening. So, you know, we're going to talk about this, well, I'm going to mention these uh, funds, the, the places that are benefited under our Green Spaces Fund. The idea there was just to find those little pocket parks or those little bits of land that are a bit unloved at the moment. But the, do you think the same benefit can happen multiplied in a community setting if we kind of open up more of that? 100%, but I also think it's, it's how you get the people to care about it. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it is showing the link. So you look at my videos, it's, it's them, them understanding the biodiversity. It's then, okay, if you've got this green space, let's give you somebody who's going to help you to develop it. Um, but for me, one of the things that I do do is I hold a monthly um, plant and seed swap event in Fayette. Uh, yes, right. and so Does I know. Does anybody know about this? Or, uh, yeah, what's going on? Oh, right. Yeah. What is seed swapping? If I, if I, could, uh, <laughs> if I could ask that. <laughs> Sounds a little bit racy. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the summit I thought it was. <laughs> Seed swapping in sale is something I didn't <laughs> think I'd be talking about today, but... <laughs> no, I'm not talking about sale Ward Park. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you guys knew, sh shame on you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, so when it comes to uh, seed swaps, it's a lot of the time, as, as planty people, we, we over-sow how many plants we, we're making um, or we're going to grow. And we always end up with Two. far too many. Right. And so it's a case of just bringing along all the extras that you have and then just swapping them. And so one of the things that I love about the seed swap event is, you know, you can harvest your crops or whatever, you can bring them, and then that brings in a sense of community and you get to share with other people. Yeah. Um, one of the components to my Tatton garden was aimed at developers to say, okay, if you have got this big tower block building and you've just put in a boring border, why don't you replace that boring border and then put in an allotment space for your mm. residents? Uh, waiting lists for allotments in Manchester are up to around about eight years. Yeah. It's horrendous. I mean, that itself shows what you're doing really uh, matters, doesn't it? Because people are really desperate for those places, aren't they? They, they want it. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that you know we have Mayfield now is, is amazing. Uh, for me, as, as an urban resident, it's how do we get there? How do mm. we get to all of these spaces? Mm. Um, I don't drive. Mm. Um, so for me, this is one of the things that I, I'm going to be doing on my social media platforms for the next few months, um, especially to help people through winter, take people mm. on walks with me mm -hmm. um, through some of the green spaces that we have in and around the Northwest. Um, I actually <laughs> went on a trip to uh, Blackpool last week 
and uh, it's been seen by half a million people. Really? <laughs> <laughs> My little trip to Blackpool, I thought, who, who's going to care about this on TikTok? But no, <laughs> Blackpool's quite a secret place. Was that, was that a seed swap? <laughs> or no, that was no, no, there was no seed swapping <laughs> in Blackpool. <laughs> 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 Honestly. <laughs> But yeah, so I think using social media like that is, is, is a great way to, to get people involved. Yeah. And you've mentioned the developers in the audience. I, I, I'm sure there's some, some still with us. <laughs> Do you think we're anywhere near ambitious enough when it comes to building in green infrastructure, if you like, into, into new buildings or, or giving permission for pe more people to do what you're, you're doing? So for me, the, there's not enough going on. So I look at um, all of these rooftops in Manchester and there's so many flat spaces. Yeah. And I just think, what if there were some containers on each of those uh, yeah. rooftops? It would be so easy to then um, attract biodiversity back into the city. I mean, if they're, coming yeah. if they're coming into my garden on the 18th floor, they'll definitely go. And it's yours is on its own. Or when yeah. you started, it was the only one. Yeah. And yet you still attracted all of them. Yeah. yeah. And so if on each and every single rooftop there was something, if yeah. when the urban developers are building the buildings, they plan in that there should be some containers into each balcony space. Yeah. So it's there. I think things like that are the way to yeah. go. I, I lived in Manchester City Centre last summer. We spent a, a couple of months um, uh, there. And actually, coming from an area where I normally live where there's more green space, I didn't realise how much it would affect me. And we were in the sort of Piccadilly side of the city. And... Um, it's why Mayfield is such a, a great thing. But as a city, we do need to be greener, don't we? we, we other cities do have more green space than, than we do, and I think we need to get serious about it. There's obviously the, um, uh, the, if you like, the Highline-type project now in Castlefield, which yes. is a, a, a great thing. It's got Mayfield. But I think we need to kind of take this as first steps and do even more, don't we? Because this is what makes a great place to live, isn't it? 100%. And I think, for me, one, uh, an example that I could use is I, I've just uh, finished working with LNG uh, doing a, doing designing some balconies on the 35th floor in Croydon, where I'm from. And it's uh, awesome showing people, look, even on the 35th floor, this building was built and designed for renters only. So it's showing what can be done. So if we can do more things like that in, in Manchester and, and just show people that it's accessible and you don't have to have, you know, five million pounds to get your garden started. You can get some seeds from your parents and, yeah. well, <laughs> there you go. And then you're off. And then you can swap them and, and then you, you can Andy, I get so much <laughs> more for your money. And, uh, I will never forget this. I will, I will forget this either. I've learned, I've learned so much. Uh, Seed swapping with from, the clouds. From you, from you today. <laughs> And then I suppose the last question I've got is, do you think people have changed, had a permanent change with the pandemic when it comes to the importance of green space in their lives? And if they have done that, what do you think that means? For, you know, if you were me then, what would you do if you were the mayor of Greater Manchester with regard to what you've learned through what you're doing? Um, I think the, the pandemic has kind of made a lot of people rethink their lives. I was in hospitality before. I realized how important having my own space and my own time was. And I think a lot of people have, you know, have these epiphanies through lockdown. Yep. And so I think for me, it, it's, 
there are so many angles to, to tackle this. There's you know, increasing the amount of green spaces, there's doing more with what we originally had uh, with the structures that we had, getting more uh, containers up on the rooftops, but also um, schools as well. So one of the things that I have with the allotment garden at Tatton was those plants in the allotment space were grown by uh, All Saints Catholic School in Sale. Uh, they attend my monthly plant check events. And so these kids, in their Monday after-school gardening class, grew all of these plants for me. And I, I it, it It's an amazing feeling then, isn't it? When you, you've got, you're looking after plants that kids have grown on, aren't they? Because Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it just shocks me that a lot of kids don't know where food comes from. Well. And so, you know, for me, it, it's really important that we start young. So a lot of the yeah. work I do is going into schools as well and showing them, oh, this is how you grow this they are the leaders of the yeah. future who are going to push it I don't know if you were here, Jason, at the start of the day, but we had one of our primary schools from Rochdale, St. Peter's. And it actually is brilliant when you hear what some of our primary schools are doing. They really are beginning to give, uh, give young people that, that knowledge. And I think they, you know, they, they do, many of them do see the importance of, of all of that. But it's, it's, a, it's a case of really making sure all schools are doing that. And almost a green education should be the right of every child, shouldn't it? Right, thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, could you show your appreciation for the cloud gardener, Jason Williams. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Fantastic. <laughs> I look out at my garden and then across the city and I just see so much wasted space. And I know how much joy that my own garden has brought me and I hope that the work that I am doing is going to inspire people to create their own little sanctuaries. I'm deeply honoured to have been invited to this event and I just hope that that the business leaders who were there at the event and those of you watching have taken heed to some of the topics that we discussed. Thank you so much for joining me and hopefully I will see you all again soon. Bye!